Waves. This is our Golden Bachelor podcast, episode nine, the big finale. Every week, we've been talking about the latest episode of the newest installment of the Bachelor franchise and 72-year-old Gary's quest for love. I'm Shana Roth, senior producer at Slate. And I'm Laura Stasi, host of the podcast Dating While Gray. Now, Laura, we just finished watching the finale. We watched it together with a group of people. It was a lot of fun. But I wanted to start by asking you, you had not watched The Bachelor before this. It is now over. Gary's quest for love has been finished. What do you think of The Bachelor and this whole formula for dating and finding love? I have to say, I really feel like in many ways, it's a missed opportunity. I feel like this could be a fun way of finding someone you want to get to know a lot better Mm. um, and even have a romantic relationship with. I'm still kind of cringing over the whole fairy tale, we're going to live happily ever after kind of a deal. But it is a fun watch, I have to say. I got way more into it than I thought I was going to get into it. Um, I feel like I would like to see this again, but with a woman choosing among men. I really think that, I think part of the reason why I bristled so much at The Bachelor was because it was very traditional. And so it's, you know, women all competing for a man. So wouldn't it be nice to have men competing for a woman? And I hope that given the really good ratings that it seems The Golden Bachelor has received, that they will, in fact, give us a Golden Bachelorette. If they had to pick from this group of women, which they usually do for the next Bachelor or Bachelorette, Who would you pick? Well, I would pick Natasha. I think she's very lively. I think she's fun. I think she would also, I think her interactions with different people would be more, I don't know, sincere or more open. But, you know, going back, is there a show where there's more than, you know, when people are just trying to like, oh, that's Bachelor in Paradise. Paradise, yeah. That's what I want. Oh, no, that would be fun. Golden, you know. And then so that it's more than one person and, you know, different people meet like almost like a speed dating kind of a situation. Mm -hmm. I think that would be something that that would be great for this group of people because we can see now that there are a lot of potential candidates among the older group where I'm assuming it took them so long to get this older group organized because maybe they didn't think they could find enough people. I don't know. I don't know, but I think you should definitely watch a season or two of Bachelor in Paradise and see if you have the same reaction because Bachelor in Paradise tends to just sort of be drama with bikinis. It it is not necessarily a less toxic way way to date, Um, but there have been some, I think, mildly successful relationships that have come out of it. So who knows? But the pressure is definitely not quite as high to get married. That being said, Gary set out at the beginning of this season to find a new wife and he has found a new wife and they announced at the end of the episode that they will get be getting married gary and Teresa will be getting married on television on january 4th right that's just around the corner just around the corner they've basically just been talking on the phone for the last few months because as our amazing 
producer Daisy pointed out, that this was filmed and wrapped up in August. So between August and now, they haven't really been able to be around each other and see each other because they have to try and maintain secrecy of who wins. So they've just been talking on the phone and... I don't know that it's a great idea to go from we were together, we got engaged in August after having dated and known each other for a month. We've been, our relationship has mostly been talking on the phone until about end of November. And then in January, we're going to get married. Yes, going to get married. And I assume that Teresa's moving into Gary's house. That just seems like a lot of change with someone you really don't know all that well. I mean, let's be real. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you don't know somebody, you're making some big, potentially difficult to reverse steps with an official marriage commitment. So let it, you know, Teresa said that she's in the finance business or securities or whatever. I really hope they've had a very honest conversation about what marriage means to them from a financial standpoint and their, you know, their original families and are taking steps, legal steps to make sure that nobody gets screwed over. I mean, it's not a very nice way of saying it. It's not a very romantic notion, but it's very important for, especially for older people when there are kids and grandkids involved that you don't potentially leave them high and dry because you're now somebody else's, you know, somebody's wife. I'm glad you brought that up because the show kept coming back to we are giving people hope and Gary and Teresa and even Leslie a little bit kept saying, you know, it's it's great to know that at our age we can find love. And then at the end, Gary's like, we don't have a lot of time, so we really need to get married soon. I appreciate that you're bringing in that practical aspect that is totally missing from this show. It just seems so hyper-focused on these people are old. I'm glad that we got them some love. And now we got to go shuttle them off to get married. And that just It seems a little bit patronizing to people who are of a certain age, and it felt like in their effort to be all rah-rah, it's okay to be older, they just really missed the mark with me, and it just felt, eh. How do you, how do you react to all of that? No, you know, it's funny because they're all acting like, oh, you know, for the first time. Well, I have been covering the older dating beat since 2020, I mean, you know, re- research before that. So this is nothing that's new to anybody except for, I guess, finally people have opened their eyes. But the thing is, there are so many different considerations when you are older involved around money and what what your life was like before you got together with this person. Presumably, you've built a full and complete life. And that's not to say that they can't have a happily ever after, but there are some very practical considerations. Just even with living arrangements, you know, we're all assuming Teresa's going to go live with him full time, but maybe she's not. I guess that's not something that kind of takes the... um, you know, the bloom off the rose, so to speak, Mm. when we're talking about these very practical and important things about older coupling up. So I don't know, I guess that wouldn't make good TV though, would it? Or, you know, (laughs) 
you know, what if you did have a lawyer come in and talk about a prenup and health arrangements? You know, what yeah. what are their pre-existing health conditions? Do we know? Who has power of attorney? Let's let's sort through some of these things. Who's in your will? Yes. Um, well, I mean, and, and again, you know, because I'm really, money is just not my topic. But I do think there is a fun way to talk about these topics with a romantic partner and you could, you know, have somebody guide them through it. I think it could be good TV and it could also be kind of helpful for the rest of us. Well, I think that it could have been an interesting aspect of the show. It didn't have to take up an entire episode, but maybe for like a few minutes throughout the season, you have these conversations or you have someone sit down with them and it doesn't have to be like an actual lawyer, but maybe you have them on the phone with a friend or a sibling who's saying, hey, how is this going to work out? Or, hey, remember, you have this thing going on. And I feel like another part of this, this whole like we, we're missing an ingredient here throughout the season was filled when we finally got to see Gary's daughters and granddaughters. We needed to have had a lot more of them because I will stand by my theory that Gary was ready to choose Leslie until Leslie walked out of the house and his daughters looked at him and said, no, it's Teresa. Now, we didn't see this. So, like, I have no proof of any of this. But Gary seemed totally invested in Leslie. His daughters, from what we saw, were a little bit lukewarm on her. They seemed really hung up on the fact that she was divorced, whereas Teresa was a widow. And all of a sudden, when they're going to say goodbye, Gary and Leslie, he's changed. Today went really, really well meeting Gary's daughters and granddaughters, but um, I feel like I can read Gary now, and I could tell he wasn't quite himself today. I think that if his daughters were going to have such a big impact, as they clearly did, he needed to have them around longer, and we needed to see more of that throughout the season, and they needed to have that influence on him more throughout the season. I think that would have been more true. He might not have uh, sent home some other widows if the kids had been involved. But I have to say, I think Gary, again, I'm kind of anti-Gary now. I mean, really anti-Gary, which we can talk about that in a minute. But I mean, it's a little hard not to be. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he wanted to do what his daughters wanted, not because he's such a family guy, but because he can blame someone else if it doesn't work out. He can mm -hmm. say, well, you know, you guys didn't want, you know, you were the ones who were so insistent on Teresa, and now I'm mm -hmm. having all these problems. Because I really don't think, um, you know, I have a distaste for Gary <laughs> now. He doesn't seem to make any decisions based wholly on himself. You know, he seems to care more about who loves him more than he does about like who he actually loves because that's one of the things he said repeatedly about Teresa is how much he knows that she loves him and I think that he made decisions on who to pick in this instance based on his daughter's feelings it's it's not him being a a wholly autonomous person yeah he's just constantly being influenced and I think you know we talked about this a lot during the during the live watch that he just does not seem to be emotionally mature enough. Yep. Yeah, I think the fact that he's rushing into this... Now, of course, ABC is probably paying for the wedding and they want it mm -hmm. to, you know, 
keep everybody's interest, but the fact that they would even agree to rush into a televised wedding, I think shows a lack of emotional maturity. I'm also wondering why Teresa's family wasn't at the, or were they? I don't know what, all those people. I saw some little boys. I think the little boys were her grandsons. Yeah. I mean, well, and ABC just gave them a trip to Italy. Instead of using that as your honeymoon, maybe use that as like an opportunity to get to know each other while traveling because you do not really know if you can be with somebody until you have traveled, particularly internationally with them. I agree completely. I've heard that from so many older couples, especially. You do not want to, you know, in fact, a lot of, especially women, I hate to say, but women have told me, I don't want to get involved with somebody seriously until I've traveled with them. And it doesn't even have to be anything super fancy or special, but we need to like see what we're like when each of us is in an unfamiliar element. So yes, I, I you know, They've both really, Teresa, when I say both, Teresa and Gary have both, I think, really bought into the fairy tale of they lived happily ever after, this honeymoon in Italy. And are they going to be able to learn Italian by January 4th? Because that was part of the dream, too. They need to learn to speak the language. Well, we've talked a lot about Teresa and Gary. Many happy returns to them. Let's talk about Leslie, because Leslie is really the victim of this episode and in a lot of ways of this season. I mean, Gary really did her wrong because he had the... So for each woman, they got to go with Gary to meet his daughters and his granddaughters. Teresa went first. It went fine, as things with Teresa tend to go. And then Leslie got her chance to go and meet Gary's family. And it seemed to be great. I mean, one of the things that stood out to me was all of the talk about her sense of humor and how it matched Gary's really well, which I thought, well, that's a great relationship foundation. If you can both have a similar sense of humor and be able to laugh together frequently, that's awesome. Whereas, you know, the best thing he said about Teresa was, she paints a nice picture as far as like what he thinks their life would be like. It's a nice picture. But as I alluded to earlier, when they go to leave, they have the most awkward goodbye that I've ever seen in my life. You ready to go? Mm. What do you think? (laughs) Well, I never want to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Well. But I am looking forward to seeing you later. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably time for me to take off. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. All right. Give me a big fat hug. Okay. All right. <laughs> Leslie notices that Gary is acting different, that he has changed. They have an evening together where they are hanging out. And eventually, Gary leaves. Gary comes back. Gary breaks Leslie's heart. Through the other night, you made it sound like you chose me. You said things to me that made me think that this was going to be it. You led me down a path, and then you took a turn and left me there. And that's how I feel. (laughs) What was your reaction to all of this. You know, Shana, I keep remembering the Leslie we first saw, was it the first show or the second show? 
paddle boarding in a bikini, dancing. She dated, you know, Prince wrote that song about her supposedly. And then, you know, a few episodes in is start, she starts getting anxious and, you know, losing her um, self esteem. And I just, it made me sad to see her feel so broken about him um, at that moment. Now, I really do appreciate some of the stuff she was saying at the live part where she was, you know, mm-hmm. alluding to things he told her that nobody else had heard, you know, which made it seem like he really was playing, you know, he played her. I believe, I hope she knows that he played her, not that she is not worthy of him. She kept asking him, you know, what changed, what changed. And I don't know if she really actually wanted answers or if she was just trying to berate him. Um, I, I'm i glad she got that opportunity. I felt like that whole thing went on a little bit too long. It was not good for the audience. It was not good for Leslie. I don't care if Gary was uncomfortable. Um, it was not good for Leslie, though. And it, I feel like it was a real disservice to Teresa. You know, you get this, you know, the yeah. audience firmly in Leslie's corner. And then we're supposed to remember, oh, wait a minute, though. That's not who he chose. We should all be now happy for Teresa. I mean, they give you such emotional whiplash to go from being like, oh, my God, this man is breaking this woman's heart. She is a wreck, albeit she kept her cool enough to get in some real zingers at him. I mean, when she told him, you can't tell me how to feel. Yes. Iconic. But to then go from that to trying to feel happy that this same guy who just really did this nice woman dirty is proposing to another woman i don't know how you how you make that transition do you think that the producers knew or do you think anybody knew that Leslie was going to refer to their night in the um fantasy suite I mean, I feel like Gary was like, oh, shh, 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 when she said, you know, our yeah. hands all over. She used that expression, our hands all over each other's bodies. I mean, that is so um, visceral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in a, I mean, in a very sexual way. And yeah. so, yeah. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute, though. But he didn't pick her. He picked Teresa, the safe one, the safe and secure one. And, and I, I mean, if you're Teresa, you're backstage having to listen to all of this. You know, and to see all of that for the first time, all of that footage for the first time, having already said yes and planned to have a wedding in like a month and a half with this guy. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I would be running for the hills because Gary's big excuse to Leslie was, and he's used this excuse before. Well, in that moment, I really did feel those things. And then... I had a moment with Teresa and it just went away, which is such uh, trying to take away responsibility from yourself. I mean, this argument that you were too in the moment to really control your own feelings is 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 ridiculous. Yeah. You know, sometimes I wonder if the reason Gary wants to get married right away, uh, you know, again, of course, the producers are paying for it. It's a show. I feel like he wants to sort of prove to everyone, you know, I was in this for the quote unquote right mm-hmm. reasons. I do want to get married, um, you know, so we're going to just do it right away because why not? <laughs> I know this sounds so silly. I do hope for Teresa's sake and for the kids' sake, for his kids and for her kids, I hope it works out. 
I'm skeptical. But I do wonder if it doesn't work out, do you think anybody's going to know? Do you know what I mean? I mean, if they were to break up, it would be news and it would get out. There's there's no way it wouldn't because the thing about Bachelor Nation, and I mean that as far as like the contestants and the fans, is they are internet detectives and they are ruthless. And I say that with love and admiration. They keep track of these things and they will find, figure out if they are not dating anymore. And there's still a really big market in things like People Magazine and Us Weekly and, you know, uh, celebrity. They, they reach a status of celebrity where if they break up, it will be news. It's always news if any of the bachelors or bachelorettes break up. Yeah. I'm just wondering if Gary and Teresa would actually leave. I mean, so Gary is so fixated on till death do us part. That doesn't mean they're going to be happy. You know, ha- it's not happily ever after. It's like, okay. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm just really curious. It'll be interesting to see what happens with them, I think. I agree. Especially because, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, these people, these two talk about three things. They talk about their dead spouses and the first time they met and she wore that quote unquote birthday suit and their first date. I mean, those are the conversations that they keep coming back to. I mean, when Teresa first had some one on one time with his daughters, she and they said, tell us about yourself. She opened with, well, I was married and he died like. What about, I don't know, I'm interested in Thai food and I really like horror movies or something. I mean, like just paint us a different picture of yourself other than just, I am a widow. Yeah. Well, let's hope all these long conversations that they've had since the show aired, uh, you know, since the show ended, um, let's hope they've really gotten to know each other. And let's hope <laughs> that going from long distance to 24-7 is going to work out. I don't wish them ill will. No, I mean, as much as we do rag on Gary and this whole process and what has happened, we do recognize that we have seen an edited version of all of this. So maybe things are truly different between all of these people. And I do hope that they have a great life together. And I do hope that it works out. I will say Gary kept talking about... You know, some on some level, fate and doing this journey. And I just have to say that I am very grateful that fate brought you and I together in the form of this show. Mm, it was very much worth watching, watching in order to get to know you, Laura, yeah. and to in, enjoy all of this with you. Oh, this has okay. been an absolute highlight of my year to watch and recap The Golden Bachelor with you. Thank you so much for joining me every week. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're fantastic. Um, You're insightful. I've gotten a lot of compliments about the show, the the recap podcast from people who've said, you know, we don't watch The Bachelor, but we do listen to the recap podcast. So Uh, I love that. Amazing. Well, that's it for us this week and this season on The Golden Bachelor. The Waves is produced by myself, Shayna Roth, and Vic Whitley-Berry. And this week, Brandon Nix. Daisy Rosario is Senior Supervising Producer of Podcasts at Slate, and Alicia Montgomery is Vice President of Audio at Slate. Make sure to check out our regular episodes of The Waves every Thursday, as well as Laura's podcast, Dating While Gray, every Thursday as well. Unfortunately, 
We will not be back next week for another discussion of Gary's Quest for Love because he has found it. Laura, once again, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you all for listening. Hi, Laura here. The Golden Bachelor may be over, but the true older dating reality show, Dating While Gray, is still going strong, including this week's episode. I really still wasn't feeling anything, and I would forget that I had taken one or two gummies. And then I would leave the house and get in my car and drive somewhere to, to do an errand. And in the middle of doing that, I would start talking to myself in the car and start laughing. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I'm stoned. Dating While Gray, find us and follow wherever you get podcasts.